my name is Lily Mae Roberts and this is the story about my 34 Roadster and also the story about my dad's 57 Chev Spot. I hope you enjoy. Okay, Moses McCready here, waiting on Baden. Seems a bit distracted. Sitting here with Lily. How are you today, Lily? Good. Good. I'll put that a bit closer to you because I'm a bit loud. Yeah, now, you're the youngest hot rodder I know, I guess. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> and what's your car? A 34 Ford Roadster. That's brilliant. Absolutely hitting the ground running on that one. Uh, what have you got here? It's got a little bit of detail about it. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. First car. Oh, well, do you want to take us through the story about your 34 Roadster? How you came to get it would be a good start. Yes. Well, I was probably five at this stage, and I ran out to the shed to Dad, and I said, Dad, you're always in the shed. When are we going to start building me a car? And he said, well, why don't we start looking for some? So for ages, we were scrolling through everything we can, Facebook, Instagram, Google, Safari, anything. Yep. And one day I just popped up out of nowhere and said, I want this, and put it into the 34 road stuff. Yeah. And um, Dad thought, well, I'm not going to ha have to help you build that. I'm not going to not. Yeah. And... We needed to start getting past, but we didn't know how. And one day, Sue asked us to go up to her house and help her. Yeah. Um, because her husband sadly passed away, so she needed help to clean out the shed. Yeah. So we went to the shed that's in all sorts of 32 and 34 parts and just kept them aside. Yeah. We thought, oh, there's a door, there's another door, there's a boot. So yep. we kept it all aside. And at the end, we, Sue and I walked inside to make a deal yep. of how much we owe her. And she was very nice because she knew Dad for ages and said I could just have it. <laughs> Full sponsorship. Yes. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. And what are the plans for this road stuff? I've got all sorts of plans. Yeah. Because just keep on writing down ideas for what you want, like the colour, um, what you want it to look like. Yeah. Because I thought, well, I like Hodgie's car a lot. Yeah. So I thought, why not have something green with some purple flames? Yeah. Because I thought that would look cool. Yeah. Because initially I thought, why not just full on green? Yeah. But I thought I liked flames, so why not add some of them? Add some flames yeah. too. Yeah, personalise it all the way. Yep. Just to get the bits and pieces that you like and put mm -hmm. them into your own build. Yep. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, what else? You've got a few more notes. What else do we need to cover? Um, I don't know. Uh, I can't memory on there. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. So we're just going to run through. So what's your, what, yeah, well, actually being third generation hot rod family. <laughs> what would be your first car memory? I was actually a Goonie. Was I a Goonie? Yeah. Uh, we were, I was changing gears to dad on the way to Queensland. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the front with dad. I don't know where mum was. Yeah. I was just changing gears non-stop for dad. Yeah. Really fun. Awesome. Yeah, no, I used to do it for my mum too back in the day. Even in her little Sigma, I used to change gears in mum's car. Yeah. And I see that car we're talking about sitting right here in the bar room too. It'd be good to see it really back yeah. on the road. Yeah, so I didn't know how many of these were going to fit you, but yeah, they're probably all going to fit you. So what? what's... um. So we've got your first car being the 34 Roadster. Yep. We've got your first car memory, changing gears for Dad <laughs> all the way to Queensland. Yeah, no, definitely I'd have one of them. We've got your back. I just I just uh, 
went ahead because I said, we've lost Baden, he's got something going on. Yeah, a couple of phone calls. He's got all her notes here, so we're pretty right to run got off. Weather. Uh, she's half switched on. Got the chassis, got what I'm building, who I'm going to build it with. Oh, there you go. Well, let's go. Um, so just to get to the family side of things, like what's the favourite car that's been, oh. that you've been around? So it could be one of any, it could be one of granddad's, it could no. be one of dad's. That's way too easy, Spotto. Spotto, Spot gotta be Spotto. Thought it might have been an old bill. No, no. <laughs> you sold it on my birthday. Oh, the story was a lot bigger though, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, when it comes to that one. Yeah. Has, any, has dad sold anything that he shouldn't have, do you think? Oh, he got it back. Yeah, well, Spotto and got it back. <laughs> Had one re regretful sale. Yeah. And made it all come good. Yep. Nah, that's awesome. Uh, what else have we got? Okay, you love what sort of events do you like going to? Um, I know you and I've sort of spent a bit of time together at the Ballarat Road Run. Yeah, and you get pretty organised. You're a little bit, you know, get onto the coordinating. We've loaded up goodie bags together, <laughs> and so do you like the Road Run events? Is that? Yeah, they're enjoyable. Enjoyable. I like looking at all the cars to see. All the differences and what they have in common. Yeah. Yeah, just to get some ideas for mine. Yeah, you're going to take some catching. <laughs> yeah, well and truly, some training early. Oh, she don't, she just, look, we do bright points with Port Ferry every year. Yep. Um, but Port Ferry this year, she really started to show interest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was the perfect event because there was a line from like 30 right through to, 36. Yep. And they're all parked side by side and pretty much in order. Yep. So Lily's like, all right, well, I want to learn. So yeah. we had to go through and. Why does that have that? Why does that have a little dog of some sort on top of the car? What makes that a 33 and not a 34? Yeah, yeah she's learning. Yeah. At 10 years old. Yeah. Obviously, that's. <laughs> that's kicking goals. It is. And. Even I mean, I don't think I learned until after that. No, Toby, Toby was the same. I bought her the history of the Holden book for one of her birthdays because she just wanted to know EH from EJ, FK from HT, uh, sort of thing. So, yeah, when you grow up around it, eventually you want to know how to talk. It's got to rub off, doesn't it? It's got to rub off, definitely, at some point. So, you were talking about the chassis that you're building for the car. Have you got some technical details in your notes? Maybe. Maybe? Oh, <laughs> give us a little bit of a run through of what we're doing. Um. Chassis. Well, my Bobby Lloyd, we were in America at this stage. Yep. And he called, called us when he was in Las Vegas. Yeah, you refer to your notes, I do it. That one of his <laughs> friends had a chassis, but there was a deal. Yep. That I had to strip the motor and the gearbox from the front end and the rear end yep. and sell it to um, gain the money for the cost of the chassis. Yep. Uh, there you go. So she cut another sweet deal there with the chassis. Maybe. Yeah. He found it, shipped it across. Yeah. And it come here and said, all right, you pull everything out of it and sell it. Yeah. And if that covers the cost of, of it, you can have the chassis. Yeah. So. Uh, awesome. And they get, very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. And that gets you twirl and a few spanners as well. Yeah. Starts that process off. Exactly. Yeah, nah, awesome. What else do you want to cover? Um, Let's get right into this. <laughs> the motor. Yep. What are we going to run in this thing? Linux. You remember what it is? I remember the size of the motor. Ah, what is it? 307. Stuff. Oh, there you go. You mm -hmm. put a Chevy into a Ford hot rod. 
years ago I was dead against them. Yep. <laughs> you know, anyone can buy a five glass car, they popped out of a mould bike. Yeah, it's a car, buy a chassis. Yeah. Anyone that knows me heard me rant and rave about that on drums, but it, as I've got older, I've got a little bit wiser. And um, But I still didn't want a five-glass car. I no. like the thought that Henry Ford may have sat in that car on the production line. Absolutely. Or walked out and patted the boys on the back and said, good job on this, fellas. You, you've, you've put out your 50 cars today. Yeah. I'll drive this one off the line. Yeah. You'll never know, but no. I like knowing in the back of my mind that that could have been there. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm the other way because I think there's a lot of obscure cars that don't get built. Almost if everyone's looking for 32 to 34 forwards, well, what about Studi Bakers? What about, you know, like... Oh, I love all that stuff. Yeah. Anything that's left field is, yeah. you know, like you said, a, a pop-up car. You got a rod run and there's a line of 32 coupes. Yeah. Which is not... There's a reason there's a line of coupes. Yeah. They look so freaking good. Absolutely. But over the last probably 10 years, the obscure stuff, you know, it, it, everyone... You walk past that line to get to that obscure one down the end. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, there's 1032s there. That's cool. Yeah. It's like, what's this? What's the studio bike? Geez, you don't see that. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. So you're building your dream car at the moment, I guess. Yeah. So we don't need to cover that too much. <laughs> and for, for the 10-year-olds that aren't quite as switched on and focused on their dreams or think that they're a little bit too small and too insignificant <laughs> to get what they want, you got any words of wisdom for the other kids that want to get out and do stuff? Um, <laughs> that's a tricky one. I got yeah. Yeah, no one. No one knows how to answer. Well, <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> caught me on the spot there. We're all a bit humble. I mean, if I if we were all about interviewing arrogant people, they'd have a whole heap of knowledge for you in that in that words of wisdom part. Yeah, right. We don't deal with those people. We deal with humble people who don't sort of recognise their own power. You know, I guess. Well, well your dream become a reality. What were you about five when five. you popped out in the shed and we told already about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just start paying attention and start taking notes. That's probably yep. the lily lily way of learning. Isn't it? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. What am Push I for it. Nag at dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Nag. Yeah, you know, I know blokes who but you know, no one can no one can argue with some guys, but their kids have got them under the thumb. <laughs> you know, you can't argue against your kids. No, you're <laughs> <laughs> in the pudding right here, isn't it? Nah, that's awesome. Nah, well, thank you very much, Lily, for your contributions and your support of the podcast. No problem. I wish I was carrying stickers in the car. I'd be loading you up. Now we know there's the next one. So once was a drunken moment where I might have mentioned that we were going to get you on the podcast. And now there's another moment where I'm not drunk. So I need to give you some stickers. Let us sort you. It's a reality. That's it. So I might put a pause in this moment. And we'll go back and we'll run through Dad from the start. So I'm not sure what order we're putting in uh, Lily's bloody questions, but uh, here I am with uh, Baden Roberts, President of the Ballarat Road Rodders. Proud president. Proud president, mate for many years, although we've hung out a fair amount of shit on each other at meetings. I'm oh, sure. <laughs> Still do. That's never going to stop. No, that's it. Mate, so interesting. So that's someone there. We can hold each other to account. Hey, no, mate, you get to a meeting and open your mouth. That's what I want. <laughs> I want guys talking. I need feedback. Yeah, no, no. It's me organising everything. It's been a good journey. It's a good journey for sure. So far, yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, it feels nicely rounded after Lloydy, you know, kicking the club up back in the day and to have you sitting at the helm. Yeah. You know, founding member. Yeah, a lot of pride in there. Yeah, no, not yeah. any. 
both of us, I suppose, have settled down a little bit over the last few years. You know, there were some pretty loose moments, and you, like you said it straight away, it's from the big table. You've all heard me talking shit up the back, fucking half cut, whatever. Like, oh, know, I've been there too. Yeah, you know, it's um, young and stupid, and you think you know everything, but yep. as you grow older, you get a little. You like to think you're a little bit wiser and yeah, no, settle in a bit, and that's it, mate. I couldn't have done it. 10, 15, 20 years ago. No, no. Just not the right person for the job, but now. Yeah, but I reckon it was probably only about eight or ten years ago when I fell on a few little traumas and give you a call one day and we spent about three and a half hours on the phone, you know. So yeah. there's more to us all than that bit of superficial stuff that everyone takes down, eh? Exactly. Yeah, no, should I? Exactly. Uh, well, let's go. We're well and truly due, you know. I know it was under sufferance. You've had to praise this bloke for his efforts in the podcast, you know. We've really... <laughs> It's a good thing you're doing. Yeah, no, it is good. It feels good. It fills the heart, you know, and you can, like I say, you don't have to interview arrogant people. You no. just find the good people in your world and get it's them out there. It. You get to choose who you, who you interview. So. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I'm honoured to be chosen to come on your show. It's good. No, sweet as. Uh, well, let's go through this uh, Never Late Eight. Take you straight back to your first car-related memory. Yeah, do you reckon you might have one of them? Oh, look, I've got... There'd be a mountain of them. But. I've got plenty of memories. Um... Like, but my old man, obviously, Lloyd's been in it forever. Yeah. Uh, and I remember being out in the shed and going for rides around the walk-in cars. And, um, but the main one that kicked me off and stemmed me off onto my car now. Yeah. Um, I reckon it was about 1990. Um, the old man, he brought a 56 wagon out of Vancouver, Canada, or a friend of ours, Randy. Yep. Uh, and he painted it red and black. He was a member of the Tri Five um, Chevy Club in Melbourne. Yep. And they took it down and put it in the Melbourne Hot Rod Show. Yeah. So back then you weren't allowed to drive the cars in and out. You had to push them in. Yeah. Uh, and this was, it wasn't a show car. It was, no. Yeah. We used the car. We threw the family in and went everywhere. But, yep. Um, at the end of the event, the Chevy Club were moving all the cars out and I was helping push cars around as you do. Yep. And there was a 57 four-door sedan, uh, chocolate brown roof, chocolate brown flash, sort of a tan color car, yep. SS Craigers, yep. Aussie delivered one. And I don't know who the owner was. I've seen the car maybe twice since, like 1990, I would have been 10 years old. Yeah. Um, he comes around the back and goes, right, young fella, you get in and steer it out. Yep. <clears throat> oh, look out. <laughs> 10-year-old throughout his punch to yeah. 57 Chevy at the Melbourne Hot Rod Show. So, like I said, there's so many memories, yeah. but that's the one. Yeah. That, that was it. I had to have 57 Chevy. And that's the thing. Like, my earliest memory is at Eastwood Kindergarten, you know, standing there holding the bloody nozzle of the uh, antique petrol bowser while the kids are running around being cars. Yeah. But you don't know where your memory starts, like from what age. So your memory would always have cars. Oh, most definitely. You like know, I said, I've, back. I've grown up. With a yard full of cars. Yeah. My old man is always, anyone that's been there knows, there's always multiple cars. Yeah. Driveway, backyard, front yard. Yeah. yeah. That's that's normal to me. That's his life. I, yeah. We didn't have a basketball ring in the backyard because there was no room for it. No. One. That's why it's normal to have no little tutor sitting in your bar room. Well, it's normal for me. <laughs> not necessarily everybody, but um, it shouldn't be sitting here. It should be going. Yeah. That's the... 
an expensive friggin' ornament. I know, but the other side of it, you know, you're on board for everyone else. Anyone else got an issue, needs a job, one of the boys has got, you know, you, you're there, you know, you're putting yourself up there. So when the time's available, you'll find that time. I have a bad habit of not saying no. Yeah. I love to help out. I love to see... I know people get as much enjoyment out of their car as what I get out of mine. So yeah, it's not about the money. It's not about the... I don't want praise or anything for it. I, I like the smile on your face when you get out of your car. Yeah. I know I smile that big getting out of my car. Yeah, that's it. So when we turned my interceptors from pink to burgundy. Oh, and we had to do that. <laughs> Let's be honest. That was <laughs> who drives around with pink interceptors? <laughs> and mate? I say it's we're a, out of the eighties and nineties. It said red metallic on the can. And, and you know what? It was a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. We masked them up and painted, put them on, and it, you know, yeah. the smile on your face backing out that driveway. So oh, yeah. oh, it fixed it. Yeah, I, I didn't want money for it. I didn't want no, a hug and a kiss that was just good. Right. That looks a shit ton better. <laughs> now I'm happy to see you driving it around with a road rubber sticker on it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, now let's get back to our questions. First car. Your first car. Because I know, you know, we talk about Spotto as being pretty much right back at the start. Yeah. But what were you playing with prior or... Like, to get way back, yeah. um, I would have been 13 or 14, I reckon. Yeah. And um, Mouse, everybody in Ballarat knows Mouse. Yep. Um, I went and picked up a Volkswagen station wagon off him. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a thing for Volkswagens, which yeah. is weird, but I, I wanted to build a Volkswagen 20 years ago. Yep. Um, you know, because the Yanks are obviously leaps and bounds in front of us, but um, that had no running gear in it, and uh, I remember being out and playing it out and doing everything, but I don't think it was ever actually going to get off the ground and go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was the first car that I'd, like, purchased. It was yours that you purchased, yeah. I can't remember whether Mouse gave it to me, or I gave him 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something, but... Yeah. Um, and I don't even know where it ended up, but I remember the old boy sitting me down... I would have been sort of 15 or 16 and goes, all right, you're sort of, you're getting to that age now, you need a car. Yeah. What do you want to build? And I actually said to him, I wouldn't mind building a Volkswagen. Yeah. But I want to build a Volkswagen. Yeah. I reckon he nearly, the look in his face, I reckon he's going to backhand me off the couch. <laughs> and, and look, to me, a Volkswagen was obtainable at 15. Yeah. You know, and he sort of said, oh, you freaking idiot, what are you? you know? <laughs> We frequented America a couple of times. Yeah. And he goes, look, he went through one of the photo albums. He goes, look, I can get this 57 Chev for you. Yeah. Uh, it was a 57 two-door post. I've still got a photo of it. Yeah. It was the first car I built. Uh, it was a turquoise with a white roof. It had a 56 front clip on it. It was in Oklahoma. Yeah. Now I've been dealt with the guy a fair bit, and it was like $800 to buy the car. Yeah. And I sort of went, oh, really? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so... It turned up in the driveway. I was doing a few. I was working school holidays and stuff. Um, I done a little bit of a stint up at All American Auto Parts. Yeah. And I was helping Les Wait. There's a monumental mason and just sort of dabbling in anything I could. Yeah. Get some money together. Yeah. And the car landed, and I think it owed me about three thousand dollars in the driveway. Yeah. And it was at at that point I just picked up an apprenticeship at Barry James as a spray painter. <laughs> So it, it all sort of fell into place at the right time. And yeah. you know, I had that car built and finished and on the road two weeks before I turned 18. Yep. 
So we HQ grafted the front and converted it, and yeah. it was all engineered and everything. Yeah. Um, and I, it owed me under twelve grand. Finished. Um, but yeah, you know, we're going back. We're my forty-two this year. Yeah. So you're going back to when I'm fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Which, you know, everything didn't cost four times as much, but um, I I didn't go out drinking and partying with me mates. Yeah, you know, I was a first year spray paint apprentice. I was bringing home one hundred and forty seven dollars yeah. a week, and I was paying rent. I think the olds were looking after me. It was about fifty bucks a week rent. Yeah. Um. So if I went out drinking all weekend, I didn't have money to spend on the car. No, that's it. You have to sit at home waiting for the next payday to make. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all of my early years, I spent building the car. Yeah. And then I turned eighteen on the Saturday, so I had to wait until the Monday to go for my license. Yeah. <laughs> Done the test, passed, and had to jump straight in the car and go to trade school in Geelong. <laughs> so, That's a good moment. Oh, was. Yeah. You know, I, I got to drive the car around for a couple of weeks prior. Yeah. Because um, we finished it off. And the guy out at Vic Road, so I will never forget him. Took it in to get it registered. Had everything. Engineer's report, wrote the whole lot. Yeah. He was a big, tall dude with white hair. He was always a pain in the butt. And he came out, checked over the car, and he's. Oh, this is a typical P plater's car. So, I remember thinking in my head, how many P plates? Seventeen year old, eighteen year old P plates bring in a fifty seven two door post as their first car. Yeah. You know, I just spent Absolutely. two years, day and night and weekends and building it. Yeah. Oh, yeah typical P plates car. Yeah, no, sorry mate, you got missed the point. <laughs> oh, he was always difficult back on. Yeah, that was always unreal. Difficult. I remember Ballarat Big Roads, you know, you get called to this county, you're going all right, you get called to the next county, all right, shit, we're probably not getting away today. Oh, like, just, <laughs> but it's it's you go up there now and it's a it's a game changer, like it's all new it's a new generation in there. Yeah. So you walk in there smile and you walk out smile. Yeah. Uh, I was only in there this week helping young Trav register a car actually. Oh yeah. Because he was sweating and he didn't know oh, you know, he was he doesn't know much about it, but we're teaching him, but yeah. Um pleasant. Yeah. Shook the guy's hand as we left. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, stuff. completely different kettle of fish up there now. Yeah, no, very cool. Okay, let's go on to the favourite car. Hmm. <laughs> definitely the current one. Definitely the one I saw you rolling down the stretch shot the video as yeah, you rolling down into the driveway at Spoto. Yeah, yeah. No, well, let's uh, let's go through the journey of Spoto, I suppose. Oh, mate, how long can your phone record for? Oh, mate, we'll just keep going until it leaves him. I love this story. I do. Too. Even if it was somebody else's car, I would still love the story. Like, um, after I'd done the apprenticeship, with Barry James, I I um, I'd actually painted a coupe for Hodgie, a little thirty-four coupe. Yeah, it was black, and I can't remember. There was a two-week gap between events. Uh, and I was obviously an apprentice. Yeah. And um, Hodgie hit me up and said, can you colour change it so I can go to, he'd remember the events, whatever yeah. it was. We'll say, I know they're miles apart, but we'll go Brighton, Queenscliff. So I'm going to Brighton this weekend. Yeah. When I get home on the Sunday, I'm going to drop it off to you. Yeah. Can you have a colour changed in two weeks so I can go to Brighton? Yeah. Different car. Yeah. I'll accept that challenge. So the car was black and we painted it powder blue like his old Jake 34. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a three-window version, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, anyway, he had it for a while. You know, he turned up the next event and wowed people that he colour-changed it and yeah. thought it was a different car. But um, Anyway, he sold the car and went to Tasmania. He was going down, he was visiting the mate of his Steve Costman back to Smarsh. And he... Um, Costa came out and said, who painted this? He 
Prince Di, young young Prince in Ballarat Baden. Costa had just sort of gone out on his own, and um, Hodgie knew I was looking for a job. Yeah. So I wanted to get out of the smash industry. So yeah, over the next couple of weeks, I went down and seen Costa and ended up down there for fifteen years. Yeah. Um. But yeah, down there working away one day in the little factory we started in on the corner and yeah. this turquoise blown fifty seven pulls in the doorway. Tony Sillier. Yeah. And um I knew nothing about supercharged, nothing about horsepower. No, I was only twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Um and the the previous car I'd spoken about, I'd sold that and gone off on a bit of a tangent and brought another car and whatever, but I was built actually I was building the fifty seven Two door hard top, and it was in primer, and yeah, I was yeah. moving along with it. But anyway, yeah. so Tony called in and popped the bonnet, and I was in awe of this supercharged small block. And it was a '57, so of course I was in love with it anyway. But yeah, uh, he backed out and <laughs> tore off up the road like a maniac as he did. <laughs> and um, we sat down for lunch, and Costa's like, "You should buy that car." Yeah, he goes, "Mate, you're building a '57 sports coupe." Yeah. They're like assholes. Everyone's got one of them. Yeah. This is an Aussie delivered right hand drive four door. You know, you're better off with this. Like, yeah. He pushed. So, come five o'clock that afternoon, I'd been on the phone to Tony and struck the deal and brought the car. Yeah. Um, so, come home that night and collected everything. Like, I had the old girl in at the bank for me because I wasn't knocking off until late and it just, it all worked. So, come home and drove straight down to Melton, picked it up that night. Yeah. Drove it home and, Never looked back. Yeah. Just, um, I only had it for like two weeks and blew the diff to smithereens being stupid. <laughs> so I went around, uh, I got Hoppy around the corner. Yeah. He knew about mini tubbing him and stuff. So we whipped it in there and he gave me a hand. We cut all the ass of it out and mini tubbed it and put a stronger nine inch in it. And, yeah. And then just subtle changes with the car. Yeah. Because uh, it never needed. I look back at photos now, but the week I brought it, it come out in Cruising Magazine as a feature of, of, as Tony's car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was the typical 90s, aerial in the middle of the roof. Yeah. Painted Hornet scoop. Yeah. He had a little Jesus statue on the shifter and <laughs> a little two-rabbit hump and badge on the dash. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> full 90s spec. And I since have spoken to the guy that originally built it in Queensland. Yeah. And I've got the photos of him where he dragged it out of a... They kept driving past the house and the grass was that tall, all you could see was the roof. Yeah. And he thought it was a 55 Chev. Yep. Went in and knocked on the door one day and brought it and hooked it up and pulled it out and it was a 57. Yeah. And his mate that was with him, he brought a Dodge. And same thing up there, they built it and I've got all the photos of the building and everything. So that's been built since, and it was painted in 1989, late 89, early 90. Yeah. And it still wears the same paint now. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's got its scars, but she's aging gracefully. Yeah, no, that's so, She's getting off the beaten track here, aren't we? No, no, that's all right, because now we're heading towards, you know, this is favourite car, but we're heading on to our, towards our regretful sale. So I suppose we can well, really all roll in, can't it? It all roll this in, can all roll into one. It's hard to imagine the circumstances that allowed it to move on, because I didn't sort of pick up on that part of the story, you know, when you sold it on. I just, we'd had the car for seven years, and we went everywhere in it. Yeah. Um... And it got a bit of a name for itself. You know, we, like Queenscliff at the old fort, yeah. used to love the fort, but it was always leaving that event that was the, the, the street. Was, and look, we're going back a while now. Yeah. You know, you, you could pull.
pull out of an event and and Lottery. play up a little bit. Yeah, you know, it wasn't as stupid as what they are now, swinging donuts. And, no, that's you know, you, you sort of skidded off a bit and took off, and that was it. And yeah, drove, yeah, you know, but. Uh, I always loved coming out of there. You'd, you'd hover around all day just waiting to leave that afternoon. But, yeah. Um, even the day I advertised at Salad, we'd gone to Rowie's sister's birthday over in Windaree. And um, coming home, pulled into Vic Park, and we were swinging hoops and just... Yeah. You know, oh, giggling like schoolgirls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and pulled up the old, and I called him there because I was on the way home, and I sort of went, I'll stick it on eBay. We'll sell it. We'll pay the last bit of the house out. We'll, we'll get debt free now. And, yep. You know, and then we'll work We'll sell it with money. We'll, yeah. And I had a couple other cars at the time. I said, look, I'll list. I had a 66 lowrider. Yep. I said, I'll list both of them. And whichever one sells, yep. we'll keep the other one, you know. Um, and I wrote the ad. And it pretty much had, if you want a stock standard chef, don't bring me. Yep. You know, it, it's got its scars. It's an older car. Yep. You know, if your wife doesn't know. You call them, just yeah. don't call. Yeah. Um, anyway, Lee Alley from Tassie, they've only been on for 20 minutes or half an hour. He rang me. We spoke on the phone for ages and I said, he said, oh, look, I've just sold a couple of Commodores. He goes, and it's exactly what I wanted. You wanted, it had to be blown, had to be tubbed. Yeah. Had to be right-hand drive and it yeah. had to be engineered. Yeah. So I ticked all the boxes for him and he said, oh, look, yeah, all right, I've, I've got the money here, I'll take it. And I said, oh, no, no, yeah. I've changed my mind. And he said, well, you got it listed, you sort of can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted something reliable, and I said, mate, I'll drive it down to show you how reliable it is. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the only reason I listed it, because I had this crazy idea, I was going to pay my house out. Yep. Yep. So, and if you still ask Rowie to today, I turned to her and I said, what do you think? And she said, oh, I think you're nothing but a fucking idiot. <laughs> and she was right. Yeah. I still agree with her. She was yeah, 100% yeah. right. But so we drove the car down and dropped it off to Lee. Um, and that was it. I hounded him for the first probably year trying to get it back. Yeah. Offered everything I had to get it back. Yeah. Didn't care, just wanted it back. But look, it went to a good home. He looked yeah. after it. Yeah. You know, the car, it took me a year of negotiations with him to get it back. Yeah. Um, I'd ring him, he'd ghost me. Yeah. And then you'd get onto the phone to him and we'd agree on a price and, um, because I, I always thought I had his phone number written down. I always kept the details of the car. Yeah. Um, and it didn't matter. For the nine years and seven months it was gone, it didn't matter where I went, what I'd done. You'd go to a car event, and it, you could be sitting here and having a drink. Yeah. And someone would bring it up. Yeah. Where's your old car? Yeah, what happened to that old 57? You'd be dead. You shouldn't have sold that. <laughs> and then it'd start, and I would, wouldn't hear it. That's all I'd hear about the whole weekend. Yeah. you go to a rod run. Oh, where's your old 57? Someone two blocks away out here and come around and go, yeah, where is your old car? You shouldn't have sold that, should you? <laughs> Mate, I copped some shit. <laughs> and I knew I'd screwed up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, it just we were in here one night and the boys were pasting me about it and I went, fuck it, I'm ready. Rowie, get his number out. Yep. So she pulled the, the little manila folder out, yep. going through, couldn't find his phone number. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. So, look, you can pretty much chase anyone now with social media. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, oh, I've had the car back for five years. So, um, so six years ago, I started chasing it, obviously. But yeah, he'd moved from where he lived when I sold him the car, so I couldn't even go back to the old address. Yeah. So I went back to the phone book. Yeah. 
and started looking for the last name the in the phone book. Yep. There wasn't many. Anyway, I rang one and it would have been, I reckon she would have been 15 or 16, this poor girl answered the phone. So I look, I know this is a bit of a random question yeah. out of left field, but I told her who I was and everything. Yeah. And um, she was a bit hesitant. She said, oh, yeah, I think I know him. I, um, can I give you a ring back? And I said, yeah, no dramas, that's all right. So 10 minutes went past and the number rang back and it was her old man on the phone. Yeah. Who the hell opened was this? Ring my 16-year-old daughter. Who do you think you are? <laughs> so defused the situation, explained what was going on, and it ended up it was her uncle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I said, look, ring Lee first and make sure it's all right. Yeah. I sold him the Chevy's currently. got. oh, yeah, the blue one. I said, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he rang and Lee said, yeah, that's fine. So that's how I got the number off him. But he rang me out the blue one day and said, oh, it's starting to get a few little humidity blisters in the paint. And yeah. I said, well, mate, it was painted in 1989. Yeah. Acrylic. Yeah. Uh, it's held up pretty good. He said, I'm going to go down to the panel shop and just see about getting a paint job on it. Yeah. So well, let me know how you go, you know. So he went down and the price was astronomical. He rang me up and he said, Jesus, I don't really want to spend that on it. You know, he talked down a bit. Oh, it's just an old four door, you know. Yeah. And that's when I said, oh, well, if you don't want to paint it, yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. Oh, do you want to paint it for me? I said, mate, if that car comes back to the mainland, <laughs> it ain't coming back to you. <laughs> no way. I'll so, make you all kinds of promises and then I'll give oh, it to you. I, I couldn't bring that back and paint it and send it back. No, no. way. So. So, yeah, look, we negotiated, we worked out a price. Yeah. And then I couldn't get a hold of him, and he, then I could. And, uh, and then, as my post sort of said on Facebook, I kept that version short. But uh, we were in at the mother in law's Easter Friday, yeah. and it was 3.15. And I'd been messaging him and, and sort of keeping him in the loop. And the last message I sent him was, look, mate, if you don't want to sell the car, that's fine. Just tell me. Tell me. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of sick of chasing it. Yeah. I did buy another like a roller when I sold you mine yeah. and I was going to build the old mm. 2.0 version. Yeah. The bigger and better. Um, yeah, I've got one here that I can build. So yeah. um, just let me know. Just let me know. And I know regardless, you know. And look, I would have been heartbroken and I'd still be chasing it now. Yeah. If yeah. he had a said no yeah. at that moment. Even though you were pushing the deal. The text message just come through. I remember Rowie sitting on my knee and we are fiddling around doing something. I got my phone out and I went, holy shit. And he just replied, come and get it. Yeah. So straight on the phone to him, uh, I said, I'll be there in the morning. Oh, how are you going to do that? Like it's, I said, I'll, I'll swim if I have to. <laughs> I'll be there in the morning. I'll get everything sorted. Yeah. Um, so the next two hours, while I was on the phone to him, Rowie had the iPad out. She was booking flights. Yeah. But obviously Easter Friday, we're trying to fly out Saturday morning. Yeah. So we had to fly out with Virgin and back in with Tiger. Uh, and we couldn't get, I was on the phone to them at the Spirit of Tasmania. I can't remember the two ladies' names, but yep. they were so helpful. Jeez, they were good. Yeah. But we were on and off the phone. Yeah. So she'd be on the phone. She goes, look, it's completely booked there. You can't. I said, well, look, I'm quite willing to fly down. I've got a couple of friends in Tasmania. Yeah. I'll pick the car up and drive to his place and I'll fly home and then I'll just worry about it. I, I couldn't leave the car there. Yeah, yeah. No, um, definitely couldn't have him walk out in the morning and change his mind. Uh, and he, he would have. <laughs> so Rowie's booking flights. I'm on the uh, booking the boat, and she's like, "All right, well, you, there's no car spot, but we can put you on as freight, so we can put you in with all the trucks." Yeah, it's a little bit dear. I said, "It doesn't matter. Get me on that boat." Yep. And I'd explain the story. Yeah. So she's like, "Oh my god, we have to get your car back. Like, yeah, it's been gone for board. so long." Oh yeah, it was 
And then even when the other bird rang me, she goes, oh, you're the guy that just brought your car back after 10 years. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So they, she said, well, you're going to have to ring at 7 o'clock in the morning because that department's closed for the night and found it Friday. Yeah. So you've got to ring at 7 o'clock in the morning because tomorrow morning there will be a line of trucks at Spirit of Tasmania to fill them. I think there was four gaps, yeah. three or four gaps. She goes, so you need to be on the phone. So you need to be on the aeroplane. How am I going to ring them? How am I going to ring well, on, on the aeroplane? Yep. All right, leave it with me. So she's got the phone, the other bird rings, and oh, we've got two seats on the back of the boat. Now, when we took the car over to keep the cost down for Lee shipping it across, we yeah. just sat on the chairs at the back of the Spirit. Yeah. I know yeah. you've ever been on the Spirit. Yeah, I have. Yeah. These them chairs are no good. We hit, we hit 16 metre swells going over. <laughs> I thought we were going to die. Looking at the back of that ship, and you could just see water, and then just lights. And, oh, mate, I was so sick. Yeah. And then docking at six o'clock the next morning, getting up and having to drive for three hours to drop the car off. Yeah. Three hours back, but so yeah, they they kept shuffling around, and and we got the two flights booked and organised, and we had the rent a car booked. Um, and then they rang me back and said, "You're not going to believe it. We've got a cabin on the boat. Yeah. We can get you and the car on." Because in the meantime, she. I don't know what she done or what strings she pulled, but she'd actually got me booked in under freight. Yeah. So whether she knew someone and just said, at 7 o'clock, book this in, yeah. done. Because I said, I will send you as many chocolates and flowers and bottles of champagne <laughs> as you want. I don't care. Just get the car on that boat. Yeah. But then, because um, we were flying out with Virgin or Tiger, whichever way it was, the return flight, they wouldn't let us, they wouldn't reimburse us. Yeah. Because we'd only booked it like 40 minutes prior. Yeah, yeah. So they were just being dicks about it. And the money we would have lost on the return flight and then they'd pay for the cabin. Yeah. So look, we, I said, look, I appreciate it, but we'll drive up, drop the car off, we'll drive back, we'll just plan as we'd had planned. So yeah. I'd, I'd done a Snapchat story of it because it all happened so quick. Yeah, no, I saw it only recently because no one was really in the loop. No one that. knew. Yeah. Um, my parents knew because they needed to look after the kids for us because it was Easter weekend. Yeah. You know, Nash was one or two, Lily was five, so they were only little. Yeah. So the plan was to get in and get out and be home for them to wake up Easter Sunday. Yeah. So we'd spend yeah. Easter with them. Yeah, Easter. So we flew out at some ungodly hour and just the butterflies in the stomach the entire time. Yeah. And to pull up at his house and it was just parked out the front of the shed and he'd washed it. And he was standing on the veranda with his head in his hands. Yeah. And I got out of the car and he just looked at me and said, what have I done? <laughs> and he actually said to me, he said, if you didn't turn up this morning, that was it. I would have just turned my phone off to you and never answered again. Yeah. So I knew I had to be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, like I said, Snapchatting the friends and there's a photo on his mantelpiece. I took a photo of that and Snapchatted the boys. Yeah. Because it, Four o'clock on Saturday morning of Easter, no one was up. Yeah, so they've sort of yeah. got up as we they got there and started up. opening the snaps, like, what's this idiot? Where's he flying? You know, <laughs> photos at the airport and yeah. oh, we're back on land and all that. And I remember my mate Bez because I took a photo of me standing with it. Yeah. And um, Bez rang me straight away. He goes, fuck me. Like, you you brought your car back. And I went, yeah. yeah. You know, you could hear, and his excitement was as much as mine. Yeah. My mates, they know how much that car means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, went in and spoke with Lee and, you know, the small chat, you want a coffee, what, 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 yeah. what, what, et cetera. You know what? There's the paperwork. Get it sorted. I'm going to reclaim myself the car. Yeah. But he hadn't changed. He changed. He put a different steering wheel on it and put a couple of stickers on the back window. Yeah, that was it. It still had the tyres on the back of it that were on it when I dropped it off. Yeah. Nine years and seven months prior. Unreal. 
So it was it was just yeah. like time capsule. Yeah. Um, so he got to jump in it there, and he'd never given to it. He he told me he'd given it to the car once. Yeah. Uh, he got caught in traffic one day, and he was sitting there and sitting there, and he got the shits on him. Sort of done a little three point turn to get out and, and take off back up the yeah. other way, and he gunned it as he took off back up the other way. You know? Yeah. She just lost the tires. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he he jumped in with me. He goes, oh, I haven't fueled it up yet. I'll I'll come with you to fuel it up. Yeah, sort of saying me goodbye. And uh, his daughter and her boyfriend jumped in his Chevy truck and followed us around the petrol station. I still remember standing there fueling it up and we're sort of small talking. You know, I just want to get out of there. I just want to get it home. But yeah, and anyway, the gas the fuel station attendant comes out and goes, oh. Geez, Lee, I never thought I'd see you let anyone else drive this car. Like, that was his local yeah, spot, you know? Yeah. So, I like, don't say anything, don't say anything, just come on. <laughs> you're not, you're, anyway, Lee done and me, I still remember when I dropped it off, like, Rowie took a photo of me walking away from it. Yeah. And I've still got the picture. Yeah. Um, And he done the same. He goes, look, I, I, I've got to go. I can't Yeah. Can't sort of stand here and watch it go, you know? Best of luck. See you yeah. later. Anyway, they, um, they jumped in the truck and they sort of just cruised off as I was leaving them. Rowie, I don't know what she was doing on her phone. She shouldn't have been on her phone and driving, but she was. But she sort of half videoed me. I pulled out that gas station and let it go. <laughs> it was like an old pair of Levi's, mate. <laughs> Man. I got around the corner, I'm fucking rattling and half crying and hissing everywhere. Anyway, I pulled up alongside them at a T intersection and they were turning right and I was turning left to go down on the main highway and head up to drop it off to the boat. Yeah. And we pulled up and his daughter was on the passenger window just going, I've never seen that car do that. <laughs> I saw. Do you think that was something? Watch this. I got around the corner and just let it go again. Yeah. That feeling, like, and that's when I got around the next corner and I got out like I was. Yeah, shaking that ass. Running as you right, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. I can burst into tears and. Uh, um, no. But like, yeah, so we drove at 285 k's from there up to the Spirit. Yeah. And then jumped in the rent car and come back. Uh, jumped on the flight, the flight, come home, and Rowie's dad lives in Melbourne, so we just crashed there tonight. Yeah. But we were back at the Spirit at 6 a.m., and they'd already unloaded it. Yeah. I wanted to get it off, but they were two steps in front of me. But um, even even to backtrack a little bit, when we dropped it off at the Spirit that day, yeah. the bird behind the counter was filling out the sticker to put on the window. She goes, oh, you're the guy that just brought your car back <laughs> after so long. And I said, yeah, yeah, like I saw it. Jeez, word's getting around. She goes, yeah, yeah look, we'd like to help with the camera. Yeah. There's a guy standing there, he goes, Oh, just leave me the keys, I'll I'll do some skids and stuff. I said, Well make sure make sure you Snapchat me that shit, mate. Like I'll give you my Snapchat. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was just joking. Oh, no man, if you're gonna give it to it. Mate, you know, them tires are ten years old now, they sort of need to be yeah. to be going off it, but <laughs> and even when we got off like six o'clock the next morning cruising through the city, yeah. It was just one of them nice mornings, it was dead quiet, yeah. dead still, still a little bit dark and the sun was just starting oh. to rise and same thing, we sort of got through the city and the, the exit that comes off onto the, the west gate there. Yeah. I let it go there too, like, yeah. and come drifting out onto the, the main highway. <laughs> I remember coming around, sort of scooting along, I looked across and there's a guy in a Commodore and he was hair, and I thought, no, he's not amused that I've done that. Yeah. So I sort of head down a little bit in shame, we got out on the highway and he's right alongside me and I looked up and his passenger was hanging out of the window from his waist up. Yeah. Just... Yeah, man, that was sick. <laughs> like, and I could have come around that corner and done it in the Commodore, and someone probably would have taken me red jump dog. Yeah, I think I got away with it just because it was an old car. And yeah, you don't, you don't see that stuff happening anymore. No, nah, you know, all the old adventures you get away with a bit, but yeah, but yeah, no, 
we got home just as the kids got up Sunday morning for Easter and yeah. never looked back. That's a story designed for our podcast, 57 Chev and Regretful Sale. Oh, oh mate, mine, mate. just yeah. about every episode of yours, something comes up about a 57 Chev. Yeah, that's it. And understandably why, they're such a good looking car. Well, again, I had mine and I said to sold it way too soon. Yeah. I bought it at 14, sold it at bloody 16 to build that 67 Impala. But, you know, man, never finished that car. That was the disappointment. That had three weeks to go. It would have been registered. I would have been driving it at 18 and instead swapped it with my old man for a couple of HJ Holdens because I was living in Melbourne. Yep. Built the best one out of those two HJs, which, yeah, it was, neither of them were any good. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the best out of them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so there you go. Um, events. What sort of events, mate? What do you go to? What do you like? To me, the best one ever was Costa's Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it started from a, like I said earlier, when I first started with Steve, um, he was in a little panel shop on the corner and then, he brought the panel shop two doors down, whereas, which is where he used to work. Yeah. Uh, and moved up, you know, into a, and he's still there today, but he's only just recently sold. The, the first ones were the best, like it was just small, you know, and the combination of cars and beers. Yeah. Um, you know, back then, because it was so small, we just had the old kids' shelves full of ice and it was free beers and yeah. we'd have a barbecue and, yeah. um, you know, it, any profits we always donated to the local hospital down there, but I remember the last one at the the old workshop. Well, I actually had moved into the new workshop. We went to the. I took a couple of boys to the bottle shop and come back, and you just couldn't see the street for people. Yeah, it was just insane, and that's when it sort of sunk in. That Jesus, this event's really yeah. And look, back at Smash being a small town, um, everyone knows everyone, and the coppers sort of come in and seen us after that, and said, "Look, this is this event's getting a bit." You, know, you sort of nearly need to be blocking off the street, and yeah. Anyway, they moved us out to the old, the old warehouse out the road, and it was good. We we're off the main drag. Yeah. Didn't annoy anyone. Yeah. Um. You know, the cops said, you know, just behave. Yeah. Uh, but anyone that went to Costas knows. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just, and it brought anything. It didn't matter. Yeah. You know, the bit I liked, I suppose, I, I like my toughies. So. You know, the boys are cruise over from Geelong, you get a few up from Melton and Melbourne. And, yeah, that's it. It's um, really central. Oh, you know, blown injected cars and <laughs> big tubs and you know. But it was just good. You know, it, it was a free event. Yeah. You could donate and like I said, all the money always went to the hospital. Um and the guys down there thanked us so much because it was the funding for little things like the TVs and the waiting rooms and stuff. The stuff they couldn't get funding for, yeah. we were funding. Yeah. So, uh, that's uh, right. and I think that's why they left us alone a bit because yeah, always the contribution. Yeah, we we uh, never took a cent. No, yeah, you know, everyone donated all the the prizes and and it was good. It was really good. Yeah, you know, and then it got to like Phil Berry started designing t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a few years there was t-shirts and but that that's the one event that was just so much fun. Yeah, it was. You know, I love I love Bright because it's a bit of an adventure to get there and back. And, yeah, you know, it's a bit of a drive and. You know, Queen's Clip, they've all got their own things that draw you to them. Oh, I can't believe the people in Ballarat that are drawn to, say, Narandra. You know, like, you know, people will drive a long way out of this town to yeah. go to an event. Love it. And look, I think a lot to do with it <laughs> is the people that are there too. Yeah. You know, you know you're going to drive up and see people that you see here, but it's the same thing. It's the bit of the adventure. Yeah. You're in a new town and, yeah. you know, Narandra drags them down from Canberra and Sydney. Yeah. So you sort of see cars that you don't see normally yeah um yeah, no. you know what any car event's good yeah 
yeah. your cars and coffee on a bloody Sunday morning around here. You know, I love like, nothing more than getting out and washing. Like, you know, I don't have to stress about my car because the, the paint's that old. I still maintain it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It still presents well. Yeah. But if it was shiny, perfect, just out of the booth, you yeah. know, I wouldn't let the kids come out with a sponge and help me wash it. And, nah. But I, I love that part of it. Yeah, well, and then, you know, all right, we're going this morning. Yeah. All right, we're going to pick up the kids and... We're going anywhere. All right, what car are we taking? Spot out. Yeah. Like, not even a... A shared smoothers, buddy, option. If, you know, if it all goes bad, you want to be that person that died in a Holden Cruise? Or, yeah. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I heard that somewhere a while ago. I think it was a Volkswagen Golf that was used. Yeah, it was the Golf. And I, I remember mentioning this... it to you and you drove out in the 57 with no wipers into the drizzle <laughs> instead. <laughs> into that two-door pillarless 57. That's... Sports coupe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, it was an interesting one, yeah, because I wanted to drive the, the old man's golf R just to see. And, he, and that's when Smooth said to me, yeah, if it all goes bad, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, it makes you think twice, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. I like that one. Yeah. Um, okay, current cars. What's in the Baden-Roberts stable? Well, now, obviously. We didn't have the conversation around the Oldsmobile. Did it end up moving along? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, Shane Gilchrist in Brisbane brought that. Yeah. That was through COVID. That was, I really enjoyed that car, but it was too nice for me. Yeah, I remember you saying even work slowed down around home because you didn't want it like a bit overspray or just anything. Know, like yeah. anything at um, all, you know. I loved it, and the kids loved it, and Nash really loved it. Yeah. Because four door hardtop, you crank all the windows down, crank the tunes up, yeah. he'd just sit in the back listening to Piping Dead Punch. And yeah. Rocking along and and you know the airbags making noise and yeah um, the kids cried when I sold that actually and look I did have a bit of a tear in the eye yeah um, putting all that work in and but look Shane he's got a company up there yep firepower I'm actually one of his yeah yep. um, he restores cars up there and then he he comes uh, like he'll sell your hot rod for you and yeah um, that's really a nice guy and that's a credit to the quality of that build. Like he restores cars and then goes and buys your car. Yeah, you know, like. well, it was, and the, because it was through the middle of COVID, he couldn't even come and look at it. No, you know, and, and you're asking a lot of money for something, and, and you know they're entrusting you. Yeah, uh, look, I would have sent him a thousand photos and videos, and just yeah. he knew every square inch of the car before he got here. Yep. Um, and I see <laughs> so many phone calls, you know. Anyway, in the end, he sort of goes, "Oh, look." I don't think I can sell it because he was going to buy it and then flip it and up there. Sell it on. I said, mate, if you give me the money I want and we come to an agreement, I don't care what you do with it. That's that's entirely your decision, you know. Yeah. I wish everyone was like that to deal with. But he rang me one day and he goes, oh, I don't think I can sell it. And I went, no, that's cool. Like, I totally yeah. get it. That's fine. Just, you know, don't yeah. stress. He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, I fall in love with it. <laughs> I want it for me. <laughs> it's not and I went, oh, 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 okay, sorry. That's oh no, no. That's I get that. That's cool. Um, so yeah, him and his wife, we we had a break in the the lockdown. Yeah. And he said, oh, I can actually come down. I'll come and get it. And I said, great, come down and look at it. If it's not what you want, I'll give you your money back. Yep. Oh, that's a pretty big call. I said, well, yeah. I, I've been as honest as I can be. Yep. But everyone's opinion on something is different. Yep. Um, so I'd spent a week. Finishing off the little niggly things. Because I've got a bad habit of getting on the road and just driving it. Yeah, yep. And, and look, everything's right, but yeah, just, just little, little bits of alignment. And I, I never finished that bit off there or, you know. Yeah. So I spent a week doing that. I had a mate, Corey, come over and give me a hand. And I buffed it within an inch of its life. And it was 
detailed to the max and he rang me and he said, I'm just on Creswood Road over there in about 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I sort of timed it perfect, backed it out and aired it out in the driveway. Yeah. And he pulled around the corner and it pissed rain. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, but it all beaded off it. Yeah, like that, yeah. It had that much product on it. Yeah. But he was, I couldn't believe he, like he'd spent a lot of money on a car and just, and his wife got out and go, he goes, wow, it looks heaps better in real life. Yeah. You know? He walked around, he, he looked through the window and he said, all right, I'll get the ramps out, put it on the truck. Yeah. I said, do you, do you want to drive it or something? No, no, it'll be right. No, she's cool. No, no, get in. We'll go for a ride. I'll show you how the airbags work. I'll, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've, I've never dealt with a guy that was so easy to, yeah. you know, didn't even want to drive. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we still keep in contact now. He's um, he's brought another mate. Uh, mate's carrying back smart. She rang me up and said, "Oh, do you mind? Could you go and have a look at it for me?" Yeah, so yeah, I'll go down and uh, it's Curtis. I know Curtis real well. Yeah, so I went down there to be with him and yeah. look over his car and sent Shane heaps photos and he brought that one as well. Yep. Yeah. So uh, no, really, really nice guy though. But yeah, you know, the car community is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's not too many dicks in it. Yeah, no. And if they are, well. I don't hang around with them anyway. Yeah. And then yeah, we start talking about bags and bagging up and yeah, bagging down. We keep getting blown off the subject, don't we? Yeah, we do. Current, Current vehicles. Well, obviously, everyone is well aware of Spotto's hat. Yep. Um, I've got a little 1930 A model Yep. that would never have come about. Steve Coster, his name comes up a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I painted a job for my old man, and in return for painting, he had a little old A model body sitting on the front lawn, so he gave me that. Yep. Um, I was in two halves. It was a, a good body, um, but it got, it got tucked away for a little while until I learned a bit more and yeah. um, sort of knew the path. Back then, it was all about the rat rods and the chops and the high void and channeled and yeah. wheels past the back windows. and um, That was the look I wanted. Yeah. Costa piped up one day and goes, Oh, you better bring that pile of shit down and we'll start on it. Because I'd accumulated everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I dragged my trailer load of shit down and uh, I still laugh at it now because for two weeks I drove down and got paid. Yeah. Like I drove to work. You drove to work, to work got paid to build your own car. Got paid and he helped me build my car. Yeah. <laughs> um, or get it started anyway. Like, you know, we used to knock into shit pretty hard to get stuff done, but I'd come in in the morning and he always wanted it up in the bum a little bit. Yeah, because that was the the era he knew, and I wanted it level because that's what I wanted. So yeah. I'd have to come in the morning, kick the blocks out from under the back, and drop the bum back down where I had it, and <laughs> come in the next day, and the bum would be back up again. You know, but he ended up giving in. <laughs> I think he knew he wasn't going to win, but yeah, no. But even when it was rolling, like not very few bagged hot rods rolling around. Well, it wasn't bagged originally. No. Um, yeah, it was high void suicide yeah. front, and it was it was a cheap build. What I wanted to build. What I built was exactly what I wanted. I always envisioned it fully fended. Yep. Um, I've got photos of when I was building it high void with yep. the fenders mocked up on milk crates and everything. But, yeah. Uh, I was always going to get to this stage. But to me, growing up, I remember everyone coming to me old man's and their cars would be in prime or they'd be, they were always working on them. It wasn't about getting it finished and then presenting it no. to the car. It was, you know, half of them were their everyday cars. Yeah. So yeah. they'd be home on the weekend working on them, and Sunday afternoon they'd come past for a, for a beer or something, yeah. or a coffee, whatever. And that's my generation too. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So to me, that's what it was about. And when I built this car, it it was always changing. It was always 
but all I ever copped was, oh, how'd you get this thing on the road? How'd you get this registered? No, 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 no. Yeah. And it was a real dampener. Like, it, yeah. it really upset me. I, I got in a big argument with a guy at the fridge shop, mate, one year. I got in it, start it and drive out, and him and his mate came over and poked eggs in the window. Like, oh, how'd you get this bloody thing on the road? Look at it. Like, <laughs> and I got out and I said, well, have a good look at it, mate. Like, yeah. The chassis is all brand new. Every, every, every single thing underneath this car is poke your head under it and have a yeah. real look. Yeah. Oh, but what about what about it, mate? <laughs> now I ran the gauntlet. I didn't have cycle guards on it. Yeah. Now any hot rodder knows, you, know, you don't dob the other guy anything on that no, cycle guard. No, that's exactly it. But if you're not running them, you're running the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember going across Gilly Street. We we're heading to Chopped, and it didn't have a roof or anything in it. I had a Maguire's tarp that the boys had pinched from Summonats. Yeah. Tied on with the blue and yellow telecom rope. Yeah. And I had a young mate of mine wogging with me, and we went across the Gilly Street intersection. Yeah. Gillies and Sturt. And it was rooster tail and 20 foot in the air, water, a whole four tyres. Yep. And the cops were sitting there watching us drive past. Yeah. Yeah. And young wogs said, what are you going to do? I said, well, if I get pulled up and done, it's my own fault. Yeah. You know, I don't have, so I'll cop it on the chin. I'm yeah. not going to dog the next guy in and say, well, oh, he hasn't got him here. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll just own it. The All right, officer. That's, you know. Yeah. And over time, it got cycle guards and it, it, you know, put the roof on, I put the windows in. But that was, that was my recollections of, being young and watching everyone drive around and do their cars as they went. Absolutely. You know, yeah. flat blue primer and red oxide primer and yeah. flat black and... Flat green, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then over time they'd get painted and... and yeah. But yeah. yeah, so look, and I drove it around not for a few years Yeah. and then decided, no, that was it. Pull it down, fender it. Yep. Make it a bit more usable. No, my favourite version of the old man's A model tour was pretty much in um, spray putty mustard with Craigers and bloody, yep. you know, after him and Gerald accidentally set fire to the interior, <laughs> shot a bit of midwire up into the cedar poles for him, burned all the back out. So all that old beautiful leather just had to go. Yeah, you know, just carpet at the back of the tub. Yep. And, you know, like it was so cool, chop screen on its back, sitting on Craigers instead of the wires and <laughs> better car, you know, instead of the two tone green 70s build that it was. Because it was there, it was a resto rod type scenario, sitting on big wires and jacked yeah. up in the ass. Yeah. And that's that's how they, they built it. Yeah, they fixed that car, but it was too cool. Because once the old man had something that was too cool, it had to sell then. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, well that's current. So, yeah, we keep getting distracted. Oh, yeah. What else are you currently got? I know you're driving one of those Commodore Statesman things every now and again to work. Yeah, yeah. must have my you got to own those things too. That was brought as a donor car. Yeah. It was an LS. Yep. Uh, I've got a 53 two-door post that I brought a few years ago and just had tucked away. Yep. So the plan is chopped, bagged, yep. LS. Um, so like we brought that statesman for bugger all and I just said the road, we'll just drive it around until it, yep. the time comes and I'll part it out. But, yep. Um, so that is just a donor car. But, yeah. Um, and I brought Sandy Cooper's old chopped XW wagon. Yep. So, yeah, that story's still pretty low key. Yeah, yeah, I um, I slipped that in, and there was a few photos popped up on the internet of it coming down on the truck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Oh, it's tucked away. Like yeah. I'm trying to accumulate the parts for that because when I get it out, I just want to build it and do it. Yeah. And be done with it. But um, so yeah, that that one's tucked away. But and look, Lily's got her little thirty four Roadster, obviously. Yeah. We're sort of at at point now where we can pull it out and start it like i said i need a front end and rear end yep um but room is holding me up here yeah um so it'll, it'll start happening pretty soon 
well, mate, you're writing your own segways because, you know, you're probably building your dream garage at the new property. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah hopefully yeah. this is the, well, we thought this was going to be the fair home, but. Yeah, because we often go dream car or dream garage set up, you know, but I mean, yeah, the cars, well, living your dreams, I suppose. So. Oh, look, dream car, I could completely throw into left field, like, I'd love a Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, and everyone, oh, what would you want one of them for? Oh. Yeah. But, yeah. Saw one in Melbourne pretty recently, black with all the gold accents, and they, I don't know, I think it was the Italijet bloody motorbikes used to pull this guy in for a bit of gold bling, but yeah, the black with the gold rims and everything on it, it was epic, and it was going to a whole heap of street machine shows around Melbourne, yep. people were just swamping all over it, because cool's still cool. Oh, look, yeah. everyone has their opinion, that's yeah. what makes the world a wonderful place, you know? Yep. Some people like them, some don't, but I'll never have the money to afford one, nah. and the service on one is just... Yeah. Astronomical. Yeah. So, yeah, but I can dream about one. Like yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've got, you know, I love my little hot rod because I built it from the ground up yeah. and it's my first hot rod and I love Spoto. Yes, I didn't build it. Yeah. Um, you know, we mini tubbed it and then and altered a few things and got rid of the 90s aerial out of the roof. Yeah. The little bunnies humping off the dash. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I made it mine and updated a few things, but yeah. it is still. Yeah. It's a car that you don't want to mess with too much because it, it looks good. Yep. It, it, it's, it's timeless. It won't change. Yeah. I had a guy say to me yesterday, or young Luke Pine, actually, I pulled up, we were doing a wedding, and he just goes, this, this car never looks old. No. It'll never, you know, and it's, I never thought I'd own a car like that, but um, we all strive to do it. Yeah. But it just all fell into place. Yeah, no, that's great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, you can build whatever you want. You know, it doesn't take away from you the fact that you didn't build that car, you know, because we've seen what you built. Oh, look. Tony Silly had it for years too. Yeah. Um, and he'd done a few things. Look, yeah. yeah, and it's hard to sort of say too because, like, you know, we go current cars, well, you're just likely to turn up at Lloyd's and pull one out of the driveway, bring it home, breathe a heap of cool at it, and move it along down the track too. Yeah. I've done that in the past. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, like, Lloyd, he does really well at what he does. Yeah. Um, I showed AA some photos of uh, the 57 wagon the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. That was a cool car. It was actually. That was. And that just same thing, just yeah. had a vision and oh Lord, I'm gonna come and grab that wagon. Yeah, no dramas. Yeah. And yeah, it just all fell into place. Just everything worked. Yeah. But that that, that timeless look. Yeah. And if you have to catch white walls, visor yeah. spats. And visors weren't a big thing back then either. No. Nah. They just make them look cool. Yeah, no, definitely. That was a ripper. Mm. Uh well, words of wisdom, mate, to take on the end of this one. Jesus. You represent a few people. In amongst, you know, even in the crew, crew of mates that you've got. You Look, know, like I said to you before you turned the phone, I'm like, Craig Issel sort of inspired me with his answer to that the other week. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to do it, do it. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of cars out there that you sort of look at and go, wow. And look, everyone has their own opinion, but some good, some bad. And, you know, yours is different to Lily's, to mine, yeah. to Rowick's. Everyone's. Yeah. Makes just, the world a better place. Build what you're variety. Yeah, you, your mates should really be there to guide you. And if you're going to do something fucking ridiculous and stupid, yeah. they're going to pipe up and say, come on, mate. Like paint your wheels, pink. <laughs> who, who, whatever one of your mates let you do that, seriously. I think I did not. But see, someone intervened and said, come on, mate, we need to change the colour. I really wheels. thought it was that LH Tirana pinky colour. It was close was, enough. Yeah, but yeah, oh, either, way, close enough, either way, it was horrible. You know, <laughs> do what you want. Yeah. Nah, At the end it. of the day, there's... 
you know, your mates are going to help you. And like I said, if you're going to do something ridiculous, they're going to woo you up and go, just have a think about that. Yeah, yeah, do that, you know? Absolutely. Um, because that's the other one too. People are now not wanting to critique a car in case they get seen to be part of that toxic fucking culture of attacking cars, but you can still have conversations, you know? Like, yeah. What I like what you've done, but what if you did it this way? You know, it's not that hard, but a lot of people just go, oh, that's fucking horrible. The, the problem <laughs> now is, and look, I, I've, I've brought and sold a few cars and, um, but my, like my tutor's not everyone's cup of tea. No, you know I put an independent front end in it so I can airbag it easily, and, and I'll, I'll drive. I'll drive the car to Sydney. Mm. But then you get all the guys, oh, he fucked that. Uh, he took the axle out of it. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be someone going to criticise you. Yeah. But, you know, I've done it for practicality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that car drives yeah. 140 down the highway. It's mint. Yeah. Um, and I got completely off topic there. We were discussing something else. Oh, that was about it, mate. We were words of wisdom and we we're talking about just doing what you want to do, I guess. I don't even know what it was, man. Yeah. And I had a really good point. <laughs> oh. I was going to wind up on, but oh, well. yeah, I've, it's gone. Every conversation we have, I've got a really good point that I never make. Just, you know, put that back into me, bloody references there, mate. Yeah, you'll get home <laughs> and think about it. It's too late then. <laughs> yeah. Probably not the reality. I've probably just got more crap to talk, you know, but I'll just tell you every oh, time you we're having a conversation. crap to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect man for this job. Oh, yeah, well, look at the Neville 88. It's probably the longest version we've ever bloody done, mate. But uh, I told you it'd blow out. Right, thanks heaps for your time. It's been awesome. Cheers. William. Thanks heaps. Love it. Okie dokie. Moses McCready signing out. Thanks for tuning in to our story. Hope you enjoyed. 